Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of Screen Chance. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Mad Mammon. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, today's episode, the bros, the bros went to bros. Sir, Paul Rudd wants you to see bros. What's up, Paul Rudd? You guys gonna see bros? My new movie, September 30th. I'm one of the bros, so I gotta watch. Tell all your bros to see bros. Tell your bros to see bros. Come on, man. Yeah. 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 Third. <laughs> A lot of gay sex in it. Whoa. We oh, okay. All right. Uh, we saw bros. We're gonna talk about bros. We're gonna review bros. Uh, this movie is something one that I drafted, obviously near and dear to my heart. Uh, but it's also been uh, maybe the most dramatic movie in in a while. Well, I guess since Don't Worry, Darling. It's actually not that long at all. Literally in one week. The most dramatic movie from a week ago. But Bros has a lot of controversy around it. Uh, how you feeling today, man, man? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm fresh off the movie. So uh, it's a happy movie. And it's always good to see a happy film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the happy, happy ending film. spoiler alert. Happy film that you saw, I saw, uh, apparently no one else saw. So it made $4.8 million, uh, was projected to make 8 to $10 million. So if Entourage taught me anything, and I'm not sure that it did, a movie studio pro- like projection is kind of like their, what they think like the low end is going to be, essentially. They're like, yeah, this is what we're kind of hoping for. Anything more than that, you got to hit. Anything less, it's the panic button. So... Coming in around 50% of what you estimated is not great to start. This is really not good. Even for pandemic standards, this movie did not do very well. Uh, It made less than Easter Sunday, which was another movie that really underperformed. A lot of people felt like it might be kind of a surprise hit, and it just wasn't. Bros kind of hit that same thing. Cost $22 million to make. This is a disaster. Now, we've talked about VOD sales, DVDs, Blu-rays, things like that. I think the movie overall holds up. I think it will find an audience. And I think people, I think this movie will end up making money. I don't think that's going to be a question. But there's there's no hiding the fact that this was a rough opening weekend. And uh, have you seen have you seen these Billy Eichner tweets? I, I, I did see one of them. I did see one of them kind of like lashing out, I guess, venting on Twitter. Well, yeah, he's having a little, little meltdown. Uh, and I guess Billy Eichner's uh, now. I know him from Billy in the Street. Do you know him from? And I, I guess also from. Uh, gosh, was it Parks and Rec? Right, he has a character yeah, on there. He, yeah, he had a small role in Park, Parks and Rec. I think he had a small role in in Neighbors, where he met uh, the director. Um, and I think I've seen him with like American Horror Story, like one of those like type of. I I, I think recently I saw him in the. The Monica Lewinsky one, the American okay. story, like the Bill Clinton one. He he had a uh, small role in there, uh, too. Crushed it, too. Okay. Yeah, and I was about to say, you're a big champion for that one, specifically. The Monica Lewinsky story, you like that one. It was, it's a story, bro. <laughs> it's a, some wild <laughs> stuff happens. A lot of details, bro. It's a, it's it's wild. Like, it's, it's really happened, you know. But uh, It did really yeah. happen. It's, it's look it up <laughs> in case you thought it did it uh it happened and it's uh the details are just intense <laughs> i believe it I, i'll get to it one day i'll get to it shout out uh beanie siegel what's her name oh beanie feldstein there we go not beanie siegel beanie feldstein yeah she's good beanie feldstein yeah uh sister of jonah hill what there you that? go jonah hill famously not in bros everyone's talking not, about it nah he could have been a good brother Oh, he would have been really funny. Uh, there were other people here that were funny, though. But these are the tweets where Billy Eichner's kind of having a meltdown. 
Essentially, he starts off by saying he went to go watch a movie in L.A., packed house. Everyone loved it. Like, great. And then he was like, Rolling Stone already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. What's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal and said they were pulling the trailer because of gay content. That's just the world we live in. Unfortunately, even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato score, an A Cinema score, etc., Straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros. And that's disappointing, but it is what it is. Everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo, go see bros tonight. You will have a blast. Uh, Mehmed, do you feel personally attacked uh, as a straight person because of this tweet? No, no, no. I'm an ally, brother. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) I was having fun. Well, it's actually funny, too. loud. Because there's been a lot of response to this tweet. Like, oh, every article I've seen, Billy Eichner is blaming uh, heterosexuals for his movie bombing. And when I'm reading it, I'm like, ah, I don't think that's, I, I don't, I just didn't perceive it that way. So I mean, he's saying some people, you know, there was a theater chain that was talking about pulling the trailer. Obviously, that wasn't a big theater. There's no way that was like an AMC or Regal Cinemark, but I'm sure some smaller chain somewhere. May have had a problem with it. So I, it's like impossible to gloss over that those things do actually occur and can happen and can have an effect. But uh, it's not a good look to blame anyone for a movie not doing well. I feel like. Yeah. You don't want yeah. you don't want your actors, directors, writers to just have a meltdown when things don't go well. They all play the same game of like, yeah, you know, the reviews don't matter. And then 10 years later in an interview, they're like, every review matters. I like live and die by them. But they, you never say it in the moment. So Billy Eichner is just kind of having a meltdown. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's rough, you know, and I I, I don't blame him. Uh, he obviously really cares about this movie. It's a good movie um, and something he's super passionate about, proud about, and just to see it not not do well and, and just um, – just not not crush it in the like you know I think if it made like ten million the you know, opening weekend or something like oh ten million would have been great meets expectations solid right like that would have been fun that would have been good um and you would have been a little bit you know I'm sure he would have been satisfied for sure because um it's kind of a risk you don't really see a movie like this you know and uh, it's it's pretty unique um and just to have something you care about and and think you know everyone should watch and have fun with it and. They just don't like, yeah, you're going to get bothered for sure. <laughs> you know, and Twitter is just a space where you could do that and you know, come back three days later. You're like, hey, you know, I overreacted. I, uh, you know, I was in my feels. So I don't, I don't blame them. It's definitely not a good look and it's not going to help to bring more people into the theater. Oh, for sure not. I Which mean, sucks. that's yeah. the biggest thing. If you want people to get in the theater, that's just not the way to go about it. Now, I don't know why people didn't watch Bros. I have been excited about it since I saw that Nicholas Stoller was a director, to be honest. So that's kind of where my excitement comes from. I was excited for an already comedy. I'm really excited for any comedies that you know look good. And it was getting good yeah. reviews. And I was like, thank God, like, let's go. So I did read a variety article about like uh and it said, oh, you know, bros flopped. Uh, but heterosexuals aren't all to blame. <laughs> and then here are the potential reasons. I want to run some of these by you because I'm not sure. Some of these just feel like they're just, I mean, they're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. The okay. biggest thing, the biggest issue is 
there's no big stars in the movie. That's the first thing they list. And that's the only mm. one to me that honestly, personally makes any sense. None of these people are huge stars. Like you and I live on the internet. So we know who Billy Eichner is because of Billy on the street and a couple cameos and stuff here and there. But he has in no way carried anything besides Billy on the street. Yeah. I mean, he's not, this is, <laughs> you would, you, you would hope that this movie would be his like train wreck, you know, like with like Amy Schumer, you know, um, Amy Schumer, funny comedian. Mm gets her movie and just kind of gets into the spotlight you know elevates her her career like that's 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 what you would want from this you would want that success but that's also like amy's peak right yeah i mean but it could have gone bad that movie made some money you know (laughs) oh for sure uh, it could have gone bad but she was also successful in stand-up had a tv show on comedy central before all that right yeah yeah we were watching that type of stuff you know no for sure she was a household name you know and then but boom now she, she was just in the oscars right like yeah. is that fair for me to uh well no i mean to, it's yeah i don't i don't put the trajectory are, up in the amy schumer trajectory sure i mean i don't think that billy eichner is anywhere near where amy schumer was when Trainwreck got made but mm. i agree that they're like both making a movie with judd apatow <laughs> <laughs> well this is like you know that's what you do you know that's what it's what pete davidson did with king of for Santa sure Island. yeah and he's dated his way to relevance for years Oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the movie also, like, yeah, it has no stars, but it's special because I think everyone that's in the movie uh, or like the starring cast are all LGBTQ, plus, you know? Um, yeah. And that's rare. That and but it's unique, right? It's it, it it's it's a cool thing to have in the movie. It, it, it just happens, you know, that we don't know any of these people. The only person that I knew was um, the what's his name? Well, all, all the SNL cameos, but uh, yeah, uh, Bowen Yang, and that's just because he's on SNL. <laughs> Bowen Yang had a great cameo. Highlight of the movie, it was arguably. Wild. It was wild, bro. It was intense. He had some wild ideas. <laughs> he really did. It's hard to even talk about with. I can't even. I couldn't even mimic like the way he expressed it. Oh but, no! <laughs> yeah, his, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna trip out. Yeah, his little ride was some to some to see. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's there's not a lot of big stars. There's some big cameos for sure. None of them that were used for advertising. And the other star of the movie, Luke McFarlane, is someone who's done a bunch of Hallmark movies, but no one that's watching, you know, regular TV, regular movies has ever seen this guy. So it really, I feel like that's the biggest part of it. When people point to other romantic comedies, quote unquote, that have come out this year, we have The Lost City with Sandra Bullock. Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, that one made $30 million opening weekend. I mean, those guys are massive stars. I think it's the biggest factor when you're just looking at why isn't this movie making a ton of money? Well, no one, no one bankable is really in it, or no one who's been bankable up to this point. And horror movies seem to be the only movies that can just come out with no one you recognize and still make a decent amount of money. But uh, the, the other thing they talked about is marketing. Now, it's hard for me to gauge where marketing's at because I consume so much movie content anyway. I look for it. I was watching all the, like, the Billy on the Street bros promotion videos, so none of it felt like new. I had seen a bunch of clips from the movie. People were arguing that it was marketed more as a message than a comedy. Like They were pushing the fact that it was a groundbreaking thing. That this was a studio picture with gay gay leads, all LGBTQ plus cast. Then they kind of missed the point because it's like, oh, this is actually a fun movie. And although it's cool that all that's happening, that's not a reason to necessarily spend your money. Or it's not going to be 
a reason for someone to get up out of their chair and go spend money, you should also lean into the fact that the movie's funny. Now, that's what the article said. I don't know. I always felt like the trailers look funny, so I, I don't know. It's hard for me to gauge, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For I mean, for for us to get, like, we wanted a comedy, R-rated comedy, and that's what you know, I, I, I saw it as. Um, the, the, the rom-com, yeah, it's there and, and it, it's still like a fun movie. And just with that name, Judd Apatow, I, I mean, I just get excited, um, to know that, you know, this guy is involved and thought it was a good idea, right? If, 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 if he's believing in it, I, I believe in him. And then, uh, uh, Nick Stoller, like I, I really liked forgetting Sir Marshall and I was excited to see what Nicholas Stoller was, was going to do with this. So for me, I thought it, it. I mean, it was advertised well for me as as a straight guy. You know, like I I, I thought it was going to be fun, and um, I I I could see maybe um, some confusion with like his Billy on the street, you know, thing like marketing it, doing that for the movie because he's like a caricature of himself. Like it's not like Billy's not really like that. That's just the the person he he has created right uh, for his comedy. And uh, that could be, I guess, a bit off-putting, but uh, I mean, a lot of people seem seem to like it. You know, he seem. I, I think he got some success on it on YouTube, right? Yeah. Oh, Billy on the Street is very funny, but if there was a movie with that same character in it, it would be the worst thing in the world. So yeah, oh for sure. sure. It's yeah, yeah. It's a character. It's not. It's not. It's not really him. So maybe. You know, maybe some people were like, "Oh, well, it's that. It's that guy." Like, I don't want to see a movie with that guy. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and that's, you know, you talk about not star power. It's like the opposite of star power. It's like, oh, he's annoying. That's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, they also uh, named In the Heights, which was, I guess, really being touted as like, oh, look at all this like great, authentic Latin representation. And then it just made no money. And uh, Easter Sunday, which is actually made more than bros. But another one where it was like, oh, look at this great Filipino representation. And then just didn't make any money. And so they're like, maybe they're leaning too hard on the representation part. And I just know from watching all these trailers, I, I don't remember watching the Easter Sunday trailer and then being like, man, Joe Coy and all these Filipinos. This is sick, right? Look what we're doing. <laughs> I, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't remember that. Happening. I just remember them. I remember Tiffany Haddish saying something that made me uncomfortable. And then that was kind of it. Like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, that response. Oh, she said something. Oh, me and your dad used to get real like close or something weird in the trailer. I don't know. I was like, Ugh. uh, but Ugh. yeah, I, and weird. the same with In the Heights. Like I, I remember, and I really liked In the Heights, and I was excited when it came out. I watched it in Dolby, like it was great. Oh yeah, I don't fun. remember them being like, man, we we're knocking this out of the park, right? Do you see what we're doing? Like, no, it just looked like they were advertising a movie uh, about the content that was in the movie. It was really weird. So maybe bros did lean into that, and there was like maybe social media marketing that really leaned heavily into that. All the trailers I saw were just like trailers for a movie. Uh, the other thing they said, rom-coms don't work in our October. I always I call bullshit on all that. If it's a good movie, it'll find an audience no matter what yeah. month it is. Like It's the dumbest thing in the world. For sure. And it'll be like, oh, like big surprise here. You know, like, whoa, like. They'll, they'll say whatever they all oh, people really do care about this movie, you know? And, yeah. And so it's all, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Like, like kind of, but it didn't really have much competition this weekend, right? It was just smile. 
Yeah, so. smile. The breakout hit smile. Yeah. No, yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. So there is. It's not complete bullshit. <laughs> like there is a little. Like if you release this movie on February fourteenth, maybe that's more of a time for couples to get out. But I'll, I'll never forget it. The first it with well, a remake that came out a couple years back. Yeah. That came out in September, which is just anyone that knows anything about the movies, just the dog shit is put out in September. Oh, bro, just trash movies. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, September, this is when you put out your bad movies. This isn't looking good. And ended up making like 100 120 plus, I forget exactly what, million oh, yeah. dollars opening weekend. It was a massive hit. And anyone working in the theater will tell you because they were murdered every single day for three days straight. Now, not every movie is going to find an audience, but it's like to have this narrative that, oh, if this were June or whenever, whatever the right month is for a rom-com, March, because that's when Lost City came out, uh, then it would have been so much better. I don't buy it. There's people that make a lot of money that think that it matters. Um, and then <laughs> the, the last two cracked me up because they're like, consumers were distracted by strong streaming releases. Uh, I guess Hocus Pocus 2 came out. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn came out the most the most hated movie of all time. Yeah, Bros because Bros isn't even hated. People just haven't watched it. Everyone no, seems to yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like people aren't condemning it. Like <laughs> they're just not going to it. And then the last one they put was the bubble tarnished Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. essentially the I, bubble I was one. so bad. Uh, Netflix is the bubble. You probably haven't heard of it, and if you haven't, good. Don't look it up. It is so awful. I didn't even finish it, to be honest. No, we were going to review it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did not. It was going to get reviewed on this pod. And I remember texting the madman, like, I can't do this, man. Like, this is, this is rough. (laughs) This is, we can't go through with this. It wouldn't have even been fun to, like, talk bad about. It was just so awful. So Uh, did it tarnish an appetite? Maybe. Who knows? This actually might be the most legitimate one. Well, I mean, no, but like, (laughs) I was looking. Bro, no, no, not really. Because that was, and it's it was like a streaming movie too. So, um, it's you know I don't know how to follow that. So I haven't figured out the correct code. Yeah, with views and stuff. But I, I like I was what I was looking up news about Bros and why it wasn't successful. And I was like, you know, you just say stuff, right? Like someone's like, oh, it's because of the, it's because of when it came out. That's why everyone knows you got to put in for every, you know, like. And so I was like, well, that, that's just Judd Apatow movies. Like, they just do bad, and then they do great. And then I looked up, like, every Judd Apatow movie, and they were all just massively successful. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, shit, bro. I was like, everything's made money. And I was like, well, let me look up This Is 40, because that movie sucked. Look it up. Yeah. It made money. And it I was did like, make money. Dude. It wasn't And I was like, same, okay. Yeah. And then I go to, like, King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. And that one Stream. didn't do so hot. Yeah, streaming and then but the like the scores. I I, I guess scores kind of mean nothing because I freaking love funny people and apparently everyone hated it. So um, there you go, funny people them. pod coming soon. Yeah, um, but I was like, okay, well, it's not, it's not just the bubble effect. I was like, it can't be the bubble effect. Like it just can't. Like it's 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 not that at all. Um, and I I just believe it so hard just because King of Staten Island didn't do so hot. I also really uh, King like of King of Staten Island, Island did hot. I like, what? I like King of Staten Island a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I know you like it more than me, but it's it's like <laughs> the reviews on it aren't so great, right? And it yeah. didn't make that much money, but I think it was a su- successful movie. I think the bubble is kind of just like, 
you know, like a whoopsie daisy. You know, I feel like uh, nope. during quarantine, during the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities where people were trying to make stuff, and the bubble had to be one of them, and it just came out too late. Now, if it would have dropped the same time as like Tiger King, then maybe we would have been successful because yeah, Tiger King was massively successful. But I think it just came out like right at the right time. Like we're all at home. Tiger King was also just the craziest story that it was. I mean, at least for me, I was like, what? After twenty minutes of the first episode, I was like, all these people need to be in jail. What is going on? Uh, How is (laughs) how are they still out on the streets? And then to know that not all of them are in jail just makes me very scared for the world. Yeah, but the bubble was yeah, it wasn't very great. I finished it. There was there, there mm. was like, I'm I'm not gonna say like oh like it wasn't that bad. Like yeah, it was bad for sure. <laughs> it was like there was like three scenes that really cracked me up. Um, but I was about it. And when I say like really cracked me up, like I wasn't dying. I was just you know, <laughs> like that's about it. All I was doing. So I don't I don't think the bubble killed him. I because because no one saw it. Yeah. It'd be different if everyone saw it and hated it. Then it'd be like, ah, oh, this one's going to suck too. Yeah, which makes me think that it's just a matter of time before it finds an audience. I don't know if it's going to get legs in theaters. I don't know if it'll ever kind of get over this hump. But on VOD at home, people are definitely going to watch this movie. And they're going to enjoy it. They will enjoy it. Well, let me ask you this question then, right? Let's hear it. Um, as we're going to get started on, on, on this review, like, do you think... The movie was good or not? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. I thought it was good. I'm not going to give it 100%, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Because I, I thought it was good, too. And then that's that's where it's kind of like, if if I thought it was bad, then I'd be like, well, you know what? Plot twist. Like, the movie's not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Sure. But I, I think the movie was good. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know why <laughs> people just, I, I don't know why people aren't watching it. I don't know. I did see a, uh, I saw a TikTok that was responding to the tweet. It said something which actually made sense. And it was like, look, straight guys don't watch romantic comedies anyway. Um, and now this is a romantic comedy about two gay dudes. What would make them more inclined to go see that? They don't want to watch romantic comedies. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I've always looked at this more as like, an R-rated comedy versus a romantic comedy. Oh, After okay. watching it, I'm using the words romantic comedy more often. Oh, it's a rom. Yeah, it's for sure romantic. Oh, comedy. the rom, <laughs> the rom is there. 100. percent The rom is there. I thought it was it was going to be more calm than rom. It's a lot of rom. I especially with Nicholas Stoller, Judd Apatow involved. I was really thinking this was going to be closer. Like, so there's a spectrum, right? On one side is like 40 year old virgin. On the other side is when Harry met Sally. Uh, this is much closer to when Harry met Sally than like oh, yeah. 40-year-old virgin. Uh-huh, like oh, yeah. so much closer. It, it hits more traditional rom-com beats than I would have thought or expected. That being said, I still enjoy the experience. And I also don't hate a, I don't hate rom-coms at all. I'm a big rom-com guy. So it works. Yeah. I mean, like from the score too. Like it's very like Hallmark-ish. And they kind of make fun of those type of movies too. Um and uh but yeah it's i i i was a little shook when i was expecting like oh this is gonna be some crazy like because you know forgetting star marshall you see freaking uh uh freaking jason siegel he just oh fully nude yeah he's fully nude like the first scene 
So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna see some in, like intense, like R-rated comedy stuff. Mm. And I did, and I kind of didn't. There was some stuff that I was like, oh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, um, some, and it was funny. There's there some funny moments that were like, whoa, shit, okay. But yeah, I, I I think I'm with you. Where I thought I was gonna get a different kind of movie. I don't know if that's the advert, like the marketing that got me that, or just the names involved. I think it might just be the names. I think it's just what I wanted. I think I just wanted. I was like, oh, Nicholas Stoller, the guy who gave us Forgetting Sir Marshall, Jed Apatow's producing, sweet already comedy. Let's go like that. I was just wanting that because those are like the glory day comedies from when I was like a teenager. And yeah. that's just what I now what I want for entertainment. And I realize as I get older, I just want the things I liked when I was 18. And I'm not sure why people aren't giving them to me. <laughs> but that's <laughs> we'll figure it out. Where's the next Judd Apatow? Huh? Let's get some, some yeah, other dude. We need a new comedy. A bunch of other movies. Yeah, we need some we need we need some more Jonah Hills and freaking Steve Carell's and let's go find the next guys. All right. The Seth Rogan. Who's the next Seth Rogan? Let's go find him right now. It's me. What's up? (laughs) 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 Shout out Seth Rogan. Big huge listener of the pod. We'll have him on soon. Uh, We do our funny people pod. Yeah. Me me and uh, Seth Rogan were actually thinking about doing a Siesta Key uh, episode, like like season, like long, uh, just kind of like rewatch, like watch. Okay, talking nice. about the drama going on in Siesta Key. He's a big fan about it. Look, look it up. No, everyone knows that. I mean, I, f- I follow Seth Rogen on Twitter just like all his friends do. So I'm aware <laughs> of his Siesta Key obsession. Yeah. Well, let's hop in the review here. So the movie, obviously, Bros. Bros. Now, the synopsis here is from the ferocious comic mind of Billy Eichner and the hit making brilliance of filmmakers Nicholas Stoller and Judd Apatow comes bros a smart swoony and heartfelt comedy about finding sex love and romance arguably in that order amidst the madness uh this one's directed by nicholas doler uh, obviously most well known as we've said in here for neighbors and forgetting sarah marshall uh this was written by nicholas doler and billy eichner and it's starring billy eichner luke mcfarlane and a ton of of uh, supporting cast members. There are endless cameos in this that uh, we'll, maybe we'll get talked about during the review, but there's so many people in it. Critics have this at a 90%. Audience at a 91%. I wanted to read off, too, before we get started, Luke McFarlane, the second lead in this movie. These are some of his movies that are on Rotten Tomatoes. No score, of course, because who's seen them? But uh, A Magical Christmas Village, Christmas Boy. in My Heart, Chateau Christmas, Valentine's Match, Sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen, A Shoe Addict's Christmas, The Mistletoe Promise, Christmas Land. Uh, Those are not the only movies here, but those are all the Christmas-related ones. I just thought it was kind of bananas how many uh, Christmas movies this guy's been in. And some of them are like the same year. Yeah, Hallmark, bro. They just, they're down. Like That's their thing. They eat it up. (laughs) We we sure had read a Christmas movie and just have them buy it from us because they are making a ton of them. I don't hate that at all. They don't this care. Is... They're down. <laughs> They're excited. We can hit up this guy too. He'll 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 do it. Clearly, I think that we should write like a good Hallmark movie. Give them the best one they've ever seen. They probably won't make it. But whoa, 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 hey, oh, hey, what? We don't need some high concept uh, stuff. What's the going formulaic on right stuff at? Huh? What's yeah. going on here? Where's the big fight at? And they're making Ooh, up. I like it. But uh, so, Mamma, what'd you think of Bros? I thought it was good. I 
thought it was good. I liked it. Cool. What uh, do you want to rate it with? I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, What'd you I know, right? <laughs> just like automatically go to. No, I mean, I was expecting a different kind of movie, um, and it it, it was pretty cheesy because of the ROM in there. I, I didn't really have any issues with it. I, 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 you know what? I like a good Hallmark movie. I do. I'm gonna okay. be honest. Yeah, there's a few of them. That I Operation like. Christmas Drop. Noted seventy one percent. I think dropped oh, yeah. right. Did you drop that one? No, I think I, I, I think I had it like at sixty seven, and I brought it up to like seventy one. <laughs> power move. It was a power move for sure. Um, but it was just because they had that uh, Kobe Kellett song. Yep. Uh, and this one had a song too, bro. Overall Peck was not expecting to listen to some of him in the movie. I, I liked it. It was towards the end. Uh, it made me smile. Um, but no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it is formulaic, you know, it hits the beats, uh, Billy, I like him. Uh, this is, uh, a welcoming, um, different side to him. I liked it. I want to see more of it. And I, I was really hoping this would, you know, be successful so he could get like a little Amy Schumer train wreck situation going and. And just being everything, because I think he's a funny guy. I think he's really funny. He hits a lot of one-liners. I think he's just so funny with it. And uh, and I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, I enjoyed the story. You know, like two unlikely people, they like each other. You know, and they're trying to figure out if they're compatible or if if this could work. And there's a lot of funny moments in it. I I, I felt myself um, entertained through and through. Um, and it's a long movie. <laughs> it, it is a little long, um, but I yeah. was entertained enough where I didn't like check like ah, when is it going to end or what's going on here. Like I, I, I pretty much enjoyed that. I think it went pretty well. The cheesy stuff wasn't too cheesy where it turned me off, um, except for like the ending of it, <laughs> like the way it kind of wraps up. I was like, man, this is corny. But yeah. I, I, I like, I like you know. Like that kid on TikTok. It's corn. I like it. I really like corn. Oh, God. All right. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> the corn. The corn drops The here. corn kid, bro. So you're right about it hitting the same beats because it really does follow the rom-com structure, but also in a wildly unique way uh, in the sense that these are two men dating. And this is not what you might think of just. There's a normal, like when we say it hits the beats, we're talking about, you know, awkward meetup. Yeah. They get together. There's some kind of drama that pulls them apart. They get back together, you know, spoilers, but it's just the normal rom-com thing, how it happens. You know, it's going to happen when you start it. It doesn't subvert any of that, but the way it gets there is wildly different than any rom-com you've seen before because it really has. Um, it's finger on the pulse of like the gay dating scene or a gay oh, yeah. dating scene and and really illuminates that in a way that if those were like if it was if it was a straight couple like if <laughs> Luke McFarlane's character was a woman and this was a straight rom-com and she had a scene where she was like hey this guy had a crush on a high school it's kind of like down you want to like is it cool if I sleep with him like people would hate that movie <laughs> oh, people yeah, it wouldn't sure. work at all and that's something that happens in this movie and when it's played, it, it's it's still awkward. It's actually one of the... There's two foursomes in this movie, and they're both hilarious. <laughs> they are so funny. I've, yeah. Sex has never been funnier than in this movie. Those two yeah. foursomes, they knock it out of the park. 
Yeah, but I but I I still thought like you know there there was uh like cute scenes and stuff. You know, like there was there was scenes where I'm like, oh okay, that's that's adorable, or oh that's that's cool, that's dope. Then like sad, you're like, oh man, that's kind of a bummer, huh? Yeah, no, there was there was definitely some wild scenes like, and it has all those emotional beats. Yeah, you know? yeah, oh for sure, the emotional beats get hit. I did watch it with a packed crowd. It was Thursday night. I uh, went to the AMC Mission Valley, and we got there right as like I heard Nicole Kidman talking as we're walking in. It was a hot mess getting tickets. Either way, we got in. It was fine. Right in the nick of time. Thank goodness they put like 25 minutes of trailers after everything now. I hear Nicole Kidman giving her speech. We were able to get tickets in like the third row, the C row. Everything behind us sold out, like packed house. And... Nicole Kidman stopped speaking. It was like, AMC, we make movies better. Every, the whole crowd started cheering. People were hollering. I was like, this this is the bros crowd. This is what I want to be. And yeah. then Billy Eichner starts. He's a podcast host. I was like, wait, is this me? Like, what's going on? Am I looking in a mirror? <laughs> um, and the crowd was really validating what was on screen. And I was like, I, I watch this with the right group of people. I don't know any oh, of these dope. people, but I'm here that's with the good. right people because – it really made the experience a thousand times better. It was not anything like the Clerks 3 viewing where it was just me and like seven other people in the auditorium. But it was really cool watching this. I felt like I was getting like inside information. I felt like I was getting the inside scoop. There was some really great lines. Billy Eichner's really trying to unpack a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, he starts out, there's a lot of monologuing at the beginning of the movie. And he was like, you know, we've, we've tried to convince straight people that are Dating life is the same, and we're totally just like them, and we're not. Just watching all that unfold, it was a really fun experience. Yeah, that's dope, man. I freaking had like seven people in my theater. Oh, I'm sorry, it was bro. A rough. It was a little rough. I feel like I was the loudest. Though. I was cracking up. I'm mean, just a funny one-liners. Like, shout out to you. Who 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 wrote this movie? Was it Nicholas Stoller? Was it Billy or who? It was Stoller and Billy Eichner. I think they did a good job. Because the writing was great. It was funny. Dave really shit on uh, Power of the Dog, which I love. Um, and uh, just like those Hollywood, you know, tropes, I guess. Um, and I I just thought it was funny. Some of the commentary that was going on was, was really hilarious. And Billy does a lot of monologuing. And I, f- like, he was just... He's an interesting individual. He's and it's funny too. So I I like that. I feel like I'm down to listen to a Billy Eichner like one hour podcast of him just saying whatever the hell he wants to say. I, th- I think it'd be funny. <laughs> be good. Uh, you know the other the other thing I thought was cool about this movie or interesting and really effective about the way it got stuff across is you could argue that this movie is a little preachy. Uh, it really does kind of lean into. LGBTQ plus like life historical like wrongdoings kind of hiding of history, but the character works at an LGBTQ plus museum and they're brainstorming ideas for exhibits and sites to open. And so all of this conversation, which is really trying to like inform an audience and, you know, open an audience's eyes to things that they're not normally thinking about. It makes sense in the context of the movie. It's not just someone walking down the street being like, man, why did this happen? Or why did this happen? And so they're able to do it in a really funny way. A lot of the boardroom scenes. I don't know if you're a Jim Rash guy, but he just, he is so funny in those. And uh, 
He's also one of my favorite characters in Community, which they just said they're going to have a movie, and I'm very excited about that as well. A little side note. But because of the context of the movie taking place in that museum, although it had an agenda, for sure, it never felt preachy. And, I mean, that's all you can ask for in entertainment is that you want to be entertained. And if you learn something along the way, great, like, good. But please entertain me. And it was. And I, I, I like the supporting cast of no ones. I don't know who they were, but you know, <laughs> you, I, I know you're a Jim Rash guy. I, I oh, like yeah. the, I like the what's her name? Oh, dude, she was hilarious. Freaking Dot Marie Jones, bro. I just she cracked me the hell up. Okay, she, she was like with the curly hair. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she was, she was just funny. I yeah, just she was really her. good. Like she was really funny. Um, and then uh, freaking um. I, I was really hoping this movie was going to have, like, a huge cameo, right? Where, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I keep, I just keep comparing this to, like, Trainwreck or, like, I, but, like, LeBron James is, like, someone that's involved in that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, And then this one has that, the, I guess her, what's her name? De- Deborah Messing? Yeah, Deborah Messing from Will and Grace. Bro, I, <laughs> I cracked up. Like, both times she comes up, like, I was just, I thought it was very funny. Yeah, she was good. There's a couple cameos right at the tail end of the movie, which kind of oh, saved the end of the movie from going into a complete tailspin. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, can lead into... There's a lot of things I liked about this movie. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It is long, and that is kind of a staple for the Apatow movies to just run longer than they need to. Uh, I think everyone argues that 40-Year-Old Virgin should be shorter uh, people argue funny people should probably be shorter. They're wrong. It should be longer. It should be four hours long, but that's okay. Correct. Uh, so this one, yeah, totally could have carved out some stuff. There's a scene where, you know, they, they kind of break up and then the Billy Eichner character like tries to take steroids and goes to the gym and pretends to be like more masculine than before and has like a deep voice and all this. And it really kind of like it makes sense in the context of like his characters learning something, but you know, after the movie's done, you're like, Oh bro, we could have done without all of that. Oh, and I, all I like agree. the roid rage and meltdown at his workplace. There's like this whole like five to 10 minutes where I'm like, what are we doing? Um, so all the time that they spent apart after their, you know, breakup is just, it feels like a waste of time in the movie, you know, they're going to get back together. So it's like, what are we doing here? And, uh, but yeah, everything leading up to that breakup, I felt like was pretty effective for the most part. Uh, but once they broke up all the way to the end of it was yikes, but I, I don't know. Third, third X matter. So, uh, what'd you think of the, the tail end of that? No, I, I think I agree with you too. Um, some, some stuff could have been cut out for a little force felt like they were deleted scenes, you know? Feel like that's oh, that that's you, so real. They definitely like, watch like the that. movie and you're like, oh, okay, I guess you know. Yes, um, yes. And uh, and I I guess you know like every deleted scene also has a purpose. Like you get to mm. like just like you explained with the guy at the gym. Like you get to you know learn a little bit more, or um, you get to see a little bit more about this you know, Billy character who he is. Yeah, but they could have been gone <laughs> i feel like we sure. understood that i feel like you already kind of get it um and uh and th- like 
normally I'm like, oh, like add more, like add 10 more minutes or like, you know, cut 10 minutes. I feel like 30 minutes could have been cut here. For sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Like 30. <laughs> like, man, make this smaller. <laughs> like, this is because it is formulaic. So uh, you already know where it's going to go. Um, you know, the, and this movie, even though we said, you know, formulaic, still, like, I, I think I'm really impressed with like the writing and how witty it is and the way that Billy like delivers it. Um, you already got me with that. Like you're already good with that. You could just chop some of this extra fat off. Yeah. You know, formulaic cheesy, like that, that ending, bro. I, I think that's the first thing I told you like off, off, uh, like before we recorded, I was like, Oh yeah. man, it's kind of corny dog. Um, but I still liked it. I, I was still smiling the whole time. <laughs> I was just kind of like, ah, eh, like, yeah. Okay, I guess. No, definitely. And there were some emotional scenes. I feel like they all kind of worked effectively. The dramatic scenes were there. Um, I I don't care about them in this movie, to be honest. They, they were good. They felt sincere. But mm-hmm. I just want... I just want crazy, like, uh, graphic uh, comedy. <laughs> That's all I want. So... Anytime. You want some more of those uh, foursome scenes, bro? <laughs> that's, that's well, you, you know, not like, but kind of, you know, a little bit. They were funny. Dude. It was, as soon as yeah. that first one, I was like, oh, shit. The first one, I mean, it's all about, you know, the camera angles and kind of the cutaway. Oh, they're but those, smart, It's yeah. just like jaw-dropping, but also hilarious at the same time. It's like so shocking that you're like, that is what? Like, what just happened? Uh, but it's a good moment. And the dramatic moments that occurred were solid but that's when i realized those are the moments where i was like oh, okay they're like this is a romantic comedy like romance first it's not like a gross out comedy correct with a little yep. bit of like uh relationship on the side and that's totally fine just not what i was expecting going in again i could take it or leave it i'm not gonna hold it against the movie it was done well but yeah it was cool so how do you want to rate this one man man I don't know. Is there something that stood out to you? No. No, I'm just okay. kidding. Um, no, right. so there's... <laughs> so I think that there is... Um, man, we could go with a bisexual awareness weeks, just because Jim Rash hitting that line was so funny. <laughs> I mean, and it's in the trailer, too, but it's still yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just so, so good. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week, and no one has acknowledged it! Lesbian History Month was in March! Nobody said a goddamn thing! Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. I like that. I like that. Awareness Week. Um, you do with Dan Dan Levy's? Because that's ooh, what they, Yeah. Or no, like, they, they, they like compare him to Eugene. They're like, that's who you are. You the dad. They did the dad. <laughs> I'm down to actually I like Eugene Levy's. I like that. I like that a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> no, he was, he was like, like, that's what you remind me of. That's yeah. a good scene too. All the scenes like a, where they were at the museum just brainstorming ideas were so funny. Yeah, bro. And I feel like I gotta be honest with you. Be honest, please. I think that I'm just not a huge rom com guy. Whoa. Like I, I think I'm not a huge horror movie guy and a rom com guy because every, like I I understand that they're good, right? And I like them, but then I just like them less because like the last rom com that I I think watched and liked, but even then like is a little tough. Is I think I want you back, right? Yeah. And I didn't love that one either. Oof! I loved it. I know you did. And so I'm <laughs> I'm like confused and then like this movie's got like you've got Mel, 
vibes. When Harry meant Sally vibes. Really good witty writing. You know, I I love all that stuff. I just don't think I'm very huge on it. Mm. It's 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 lower than the Rotten Tomatoes score, but I'm gonna hit you with 75 Eugene Levy's. Okay, that's I mean, um, hey, that's fine. It's just kind of formulaic for something that I think is so unique, right? Yeah. Um, and for it to feel a little basic, I don't know if that's fair, but um, I think I'm at a 75. All right, totally fair. Nothing wrong with that. 75, fair score. All right, for so this movie, I, I dug it a lot. Uh, I want you back actually came to my mind when I was thinking about how I'm going to score this because I want you back is still my favorite comedy uh, this year. I or my favorite rom com, I should say. And I, I do like the romantic comedy genre. When they were showing You've Got Mail in there in the movie, I was like, this is great. You've Got Mail, I'll watch this all day. Um, I'm going to give this one an 80 Eugene Levy's out of 100. Uh, totally solid flick. I think everyone should watch it. My three-word review for this is going to be historic sex comedy. <laughs> there we go. That's it. It's what, it's what we got. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So historic, uh, in the sense that it's the first studio, uh, pretty much all LGBTQ plus cast, history. history. Yeah, no. Yes. No, you're good. I thought you were talking more of like the history in the movie. Like there's a oh, lot, no, 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 no. lot of history being broken down. No, no, it's a movie. The movie itself is a store historical document, and uh, the sex is there as well. Self-explanatory, I'd say. The sex is there for sure, <laughs> for sure. Three-word review. I think it's going to be sex plays always uh, for me because <laughs> <Okay>. if <laughs> love is love is love is love, brother, and there's a lot of funny moments. Sex plays always. Look, all the madman wants to see some people bumping uglies on screen. That's all we want. We're gonna we're gonna show this guy some websites and see what really gets going. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it was it was, uh, it was it was very fun. Good flick indeed. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Catch you next time. Peace.